Do you hate listening to the same 10 songs over and over during long car drives? Do you have an itching to escape your mundane job without actually leaving your job? Or do you wish you could read a good book, but you just don't have the time? Hello my friends, I'm Daniel with the Temple of Geek, and I'm here to tell you that I have a solution for your book reading needs. That solution is Audible. Yes, my friends, Audible is here to save you on those long car trips and boring work days with over 180,000 titles for you to choose from. Today, you, the listeners of Temple of Geek Podcast, get an even sweeter deal. By heading over to audible.com forward slash podcast, you can sign up for a free 30-day trial on us. You can start downloading a book today on your Android, iPhone, Kindle, or MP3 player. So what are you waiting for? Head over to audible.com forward slash podcast and get your free 30-day trial started today. Enjoy the show. Beaming at you from the depths of the internet. This is the Temple of Geek Talkcast. Your one stop for all things geek. All things geek. You are listening to episode 82 of the Temple of Geek Talkcast. This show is designed to analyze pop culture for your entertainment. This week, the return of the one, the only, the great, the gamer. <laughs> Magnificent. Uh, what other titles do you have? Marcus uh, Gomez, everybody. Marcus Gomez returns to Tog. If I live up to one of those titles, that would be nice. <laughs> Dude, what's been going on, man? You haven't been on in like, I don't know, 20 years? Yeah, I think it's about 20, 20 years or so. <laughs> Insert uh, time travel joke here, right? <laughs> my best attempt what? at a Doctor Who song yeah I was about to say I was like where did I just recently hear that I can't even remember speaking of have y'all talked about Doctor Who yet or uh, not, not Doctor Who I haven't uh, talked about Doctor Who <laughs> really have, have y'all talked about uh, Doctor Strange <laughs> Doctor Strange yes we have yeah speaking about of doctors talk, Doctor Strange we have talked about Doctor Strange oh, okay it, it well, was a strange conversation. <laughs> this appears to have been rightly justified. Did you get to see Doctor Strange? Yeah, I did. What'd you think of it? Um, I, I, I thought it was a pretty good movie. It's not in my top five, but it's still a good movie. Yeah, I would agree with you. That's, that's probably a fair statement. It, it was a fun, you know, fun flick to go see. Definitely not in my top five favorites. But yeah. it was cool to see something completely different from Marvel. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and and so I was watching uh, Suicide Squad the other day because that that extended cut just came out. And, and how is it? I haven't got to see that yet. Um, I'm not sure if I noticed any Did difference. Did she still shake at the end? Because I yeah, I couldn't stand that. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it's not, like I was telling somebody else, we were talking about obviously the Joker as far as you know differences and stuff and. Um, and honestly, I, I'm I'm kind of okay with some, with some differences. Um, I I just want to see something different. I mean, if I wanted to see the same thing, I don't know if I'd want to pay to watch it. Yeah. So. And so so honestly, that, that's just me saying I'm okay with what Jared Leto did as the Joker. <clears throat> so the director's cut did it show more of the Joker? Did they add like more scenes back in, or did you just honestly did not notice anything different? Um, 
Well, okay, so I didn't notice anything different, but that's also because I think I was like playing a game at the same time, so I had like the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Every time but, one of the uh, different scenes came on, you were more enthralled with the game. Yeah, so I mean, as far as I know, there isn't really that much difference. But I mean, I don't even know what the minute difference is on the extended cut. I think it's like four minutes or something like that. It's something really low. It's probably not four, but yeah. So I mean, I mean, there's probably nothing really there that's that's gonna blow your mind. Yeah, I think the the main thing is going to be the deleted scenes. Deleted scenes. If you know, if they have anything amazing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, that wraps up this episode of the Temple of Geek Talk. No, I'm just playing. So, well, as of the recording today, we had a new trailer drop for Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, boy. I mean, actually, it's funny because I, I just watched... I just got done watching Bad Santa 2. And so, because those two are late. Yeah, I know, right? But they're just like, all right, let's slap in a Marvel trailer here. <laughs> it's like, okay. So, so, um, what are your thoughts on the web slinger? Um, I don't know. I, I was talking to the friend I went to see the movie with too, and and he was like, oh, I'm kind of tired uh, of uh, origin stories. And I was like, well, Marvel's not going to do any more origin stories, so. Uh, I don't know. I mean, doesn't that feel like it's going to be at least it's going to make it pretty good as far as like you know you get to watch a superhero, a new superhero movie from Marvel, and it's not going to see like this is the boring person who we're became not, the awesome person. We're not going to see Uncle Ben die. Saying, yeah. <laughs> make sure. You well, with his uh, well, 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 man, I wish I could remember what you said that one time. <laughs> Oh my god, I was dying. While getting drunk and... While popping a beer and eating chips or something like With great power. <laughs> great responsibility while drinking a beer and popping a beer and eating some chips or some crap like that. <laughs> oh my god, that was so good. I don't know, it still gets me today. Yeah, it's, it's going to be definitely amazing that we don't have to see the death of Uncle Ben again. Now, that's not saying that they're not going to, you know shoehorn it in somewhere you know he's gonna be sitting there daydreaming about his uncle ben and you know they may do that yeah but it, i thought it's not gonna have like a, a huge emotional impact on the movie i think that's what makes it important to me so it looks like it takes place either right after civil war or maybe during the events of civil war like maybe it will start off with like what happened like right before the civil war and then you know picks up after or something like that i don't know but I'm it has excited. to be after I think I think it has to be after, and the only reason I'm saying that is because I think Tony Stark's first contact with him was in Civil War. Yeah, I would agree. But there was a teaser trailer that came out the day before the actual trailer. It mm-hmm. was a, like an 18 second teaser that had Happy from um, Iron Man. He's like, "Did you get the box?" And he's like, "What box?" And then he goes into the living room, and there's a box sitting there, and it says "From TS," and it's the new costume. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, because um, that's also another thing. He's also got the costume already. Yeah, in this movie. So, so who do you think your favorite actor in the entire world is playing? Which one? I mean, I have, I have like, I have multiple favorite actors in the entire world. You know, I was hoping you know you you would you would remember uh, uh, what's his face, 
Huh? You know, the one guy you like. The one guy? Oh, you know, that childish Bambino dude. Oh, okay. Are we talking about Lando Calrissian? Lando Calrissian himself. So, okay, uh... I'm, I'm gonna lie. I forgot his name completely. What the hell is uh, his name? Donald Glover. <laughs> I'm not trying to sit here and think of his name. Yes, everybody. Donald Glover is playing Lando Calrissian. <laughs> Oh man, uh, yeah. So yeah, I, I heard that, and I thought that was like really cool. It because he's definitely it seems to have uh, been taking this big step into his acting career again. So and, and I know for a while he was like taking a he was putting it on the back burner. You know, he had left uh, Thirty Rock to become an artist, like a music artist. Mm. And so uh, and then he hadn't put out any music, I think, in almost two years. And uh, and he did it Atlanta. I don't know if you've seen that. That was on FX. No, the last thing I seen with him was The Martian. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, that show was amazing. I think that actually broke some kind of record as uh, um, most viewed pilot episode. I don't know if that was just for FX or something, but um, yeah, it, it was uh, a most viewed pilot episode on basic cable. I think is what it was. I have to give it a shot. But uh, yeah, it's it's a really good show. So he was in the trailer in Spider Man. It was like a blinking and you miss it scene. So I'm trying to figure out who he's playing because he looks like he was with the bad guys. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, he's wearing like some. I don't know what you call it, like a baggy shirt, and he's just kind of blending in with like the the villains kind of. Uh, some people are speculating that he might be Miles Morales' uncle, who is like the abusive uncle type guy that's like a, not a drug dealer, but some sort of crime boss or whatever in, in the Miles Morales universe. Um, I think so many people wanted him to be Miles Morales, and now we just want him to have some kind of tie to Miles Morales. <laughs> it's like, I'm okay with him being his grandma. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, as long as there's some string that connects them together, that's fine. I'm cool with that. <laughs> but yeah, he was, he, was definitely in the, uh, he was definitely in the trailer. It was like a blink and you miss it scene. He was next to the guy who had this like weird electric gun. Um, hmm. So yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know what he's playing. L- like I said, it, he, he's in one of those unconfirmed roles right now. Um, but he is definitely re- in the movie. Um, but he did also get picked up for... The Han Solo solo film, that's fun to say, five times fast, as Lando Calrissian. I was actually quite excited about that casting. I don't know why, but I just really think that's a good fit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think, uh, and to me, I I got like a a deeper appreciation for his acting after seeing, seeing him in Atlanta. And the other reason why I say that is because I usually whenever you see him in movies like in The Martian, it's sort of like a side role. It, I felt like I was I was seeing the same person. Um, there's not much. What felt like a, I didn't see very much uniqueness in his different characters and stuff. He was always kind of twitchy, uh, you know, very smart kind of. I don't know. And so uh, after seeing him in Atlanta, you got to see more than just the twitchy emotion type of person. So what you're saying is you got to see something more than just Troy. Yeah, <laughs> a little more than just Troy. <laughs> and, and I have, like, no doubt that he's, like, a talented actor. And the dude is freaking hilarious. I wish he would start doing stand-up again, but he probably won't. So, but, uh, yeah. 
recently Final Fantasy 15 came out. And yeah, buddy. We both picked that up, and I'm only three hours into the game, and it seems sounds like you've already beaten it. Yep, I just posted my certificate of completion like yesterday, I think. How was the Final Fantasy 15 experience? Um, the experience was really great. Also, I, I mean, to just go ahead and kind of sum up a a mild review that doesn't give things away. <laughs> Um, uh, the, the, the same tip that I gave, uh, Stacy was that you should definitely do as many side quests as you possibly can. Mm. Um, there's a, a, there's at some point in the game where, um, okay. So you start off in the game in this giant open world, right? Yep. And so you're walking around everywhere. There's quests, all these side quests everywhere. You do all that stuff, and this is where, and this is the part where I'm telling you you should be feel very encouraged to do all of it because you don't come back. Because <laughs> um, at one point in the game, I was like, okay, well now my level is like ten times higher than the main quest line, so I was like, okay, I'm gonna do the main quest line for a bit. And uh, at one point, um, it, it it even tells you too. It's like, hey, you're not gonna return to this place for a while are you sure you want to leave? And you're like, well, for a while, as long as I'm coming back, I don't care. I don't know how long a while means though, either. <laughs> so once you get past that point, it's just like story to the very end. Hmm. And then, so, and that's how I, I, I think my time ended up being like 34 and a half hours. And to me, that's the disappointing part where it's like, it's a final fantasy game. I felt like I've never beat a final fantasy game. And that's because they're so, long i put like you know all these hours into it and i and i never beat them and to have beaten this one in like 34 and a half hours it was, it was i was a little disappointed but as far as the experience goes amazing are you gonna get the uh the uh what's it called the the pass the uh season pass season for pass, that? thank you i was getting recalled a monthly pass <laughs> <laughs> um i'm not sure yet um they they're talking about adding the of course they're already talking about adding much more content to that game um which it definitely needs but um the way the game ends i think will make it difficult to pick up from the ending okay see i'm going to i'm going to tell you my review of the game of my 3 hours in in this land i have mixed feelings about this game Okay. Because I've actually played Final Fantasy from one up. I mean, I, I think I skipped twelve, which I heard twelve was a really good game, and I probably should play it at some point in my life. I own it; it's over there somewhere. But <laughs> you own every game in existence. Just never played it. Um, <laughs> but this game seems way different from other Final Fantasies. Like you played thirteen, and yeah. this game is drastically different from thirteen. I don't, yeah. I don't know how I feel about the whole. Like, there's no active time battle. There's there's no wait for your turn to swing. You don't control the other party members. I don't know how I feel about that. I think 13, and I was thinking about this. I was driving home the other day, too, that I think 13 was almost like the transition for 15 because, you know, you went from the whole the turn-based style, mm-hmm. which, is, which is, you know, what 
Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy is notorious for, and then you got 13 where it mixed active battle system mm-hmm. with the turn-based battle system. And, and that was, it, it actually seemed like a, a decent fit. Yeah. I mean, it made it you felt, feel like you were more like Final Fantasy to me. But yeah. This one, this you are, it's, it is, it is active battle. There's no turn base as far as this one goes. So yeah, the first battle I got into, I'm like, what the hell am I doing? I mean, cause, like, the <laughs> camera's spinning around and I'm like, who am I controlling? What, what's, what is going on? Yeah. I didn't realize you were actually going to be Noctis throughout the entire game. Yeah. Which I actually found to be kind of cool. The um, I was talking to somebody else about Final Fantasy Thirteen, and they're telling me about how they're like, "Well, I've heard that Final Fantasy Thirteen is kind of difficult, and that's the reason why I never played it." And and thinking back, like comparing fifteen to thirteen, thirteen is very difficult. Oh yeah, the fact that you have to play all those different people, and you have to shift their paradigms in like several times within a battle. Mm-hmm. That, I don't see that being something that's very accomplishable to just an average gamer or even an entry-level gamer. Well, and I think that's, that was the deal with Final Fantasy. I mean, it started off as a as a basic role-playing game that saved the franchise. I mean, anybody could pick it up, anybody could play it. And it, over the years, had, you know, it kept its same core elements, but, you know, evolved over, over time. But this game just, it, it, it seems like, completely left field it's like it's it's something completely different i mean i'm not saying it's a bad game i'm just saying for me as a person who's played all the original final fantasies this one just feels kind of weird to me yeah it doesn't call you home <laughs> and not only that but fishing is extremely hard <laughs> fishing is pretty hard in that game i have only i only did it a couple times and uh yeah it, it is actually pretty hard the uh, I, mean, I mean, even to me, I think well, one of the most difficult aspects of that game is picking up um, AP points. Uh-huh. Um, and I didn't realize it until almost too late in the game. It was still later that you could invest uh, AP points into unlocking more AP points by doing things. So, and that's something I probably would have done from the start. Um, you can gain AP points by riding in the car, for riding your chocobo, for doing all kinds of crap. Yeah, I think uh, I unlocked warp strikes. that in the little, the little globe thing. I unlocked the riding in the car, gain AP points. I, I would say uh, that's another tip that I would give to anybody. Um, getting all that stuff unlocked, like right now. <laughs> Start working on it. <laughs> that you'll be able to, you'll be able to, to unlock a lot of the really cool stuff. Um, I, the, I mean, because the only thing I unlocked... Like, the most expensive things I unlocked were only 99 AP points. I never ended up saving up enough for, like, a 333 or even a 555. There are a few of those. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I'm going to probably dig more into the game. Like I said, I didn't have really a lot of time to play it. I just kind of invested just a little bit of time last week to play it. And, I mean, the, the battle system was just kind of weird. And, you know, it kind of throws you in a story that you really don't know what the hell's going on, except that this prince is trying to get to his girlfriend to get married. Yeah, well, I mean, it starts off with, I mean, everybody's going to know as soon as they pick the game up. It starts off with his dad dying, and he has to assume the role of king and all of the, you know, duties and... <laughs> duties? Uh, and all of the duties and, and you know, the uh, obligations that come with it. Mm-hmm. So... 
Well, speaking of the king dying and stuff, did you happen to watch the Kingsclave movie, that uh, Final Fantasy Fifteen Kingsclave? Uh, I watched like most of it, and then I fell asleep. To be fair, I was already trying to go to sleep, so it's not like it was boring and then I fell asleep. <laughs> I started that movie twice, and I got to the same part both times. It was like right at, to the end of that the battle at the beginning of the movie. And then I, I have to stop it because, you know, either I'm doing something else or whatnot. And I, I just, I can't focus on the movie. And it's one of those movies that I think that I'm going to have to focus on so I can understand what the hell's going on. And I think it's, it's a prequel to the actual game from what I'm gathering. It, it is a prequel. It, it definitely gives you um, a, a better kind of like a, uh, it lets you care about the characters, essentially. You, and you, you know their backstories and all that stuff, so. Uh, rather, if you don't see it at all, and then you start playing the game, it's like, okay, there's this guy. Well, that's nice. <laughs> he has a problem. That's great. <laughs> um, but overall, what were you gonna say? I was just gonna say, what would you rate the game? I mean, would you would you would you recommend it to everybody, or is this would you say more of the hardcore RPG people to play it? Um. It, and, okay, so when you boot up the game, it says a Final Fantasy for fans and first-timers. Yeah, I like that. I think that's, that's a cool. true statement. I thought that was for cool sure. to do that. Yeah. The, uh, I mean, as far as, like, uh, I'm not sure what I would rate it. Um, it. Here's what I'll say about it, though, okay? Um, I mean, you already heard the things that I dislike about it, things, some things I do like about it. I couldn't put the game down. <laughs> Obviously, I mean, I've already beaten it. Yeah, I mean, I've already beaten it, and, and I mean, I put 34 and a half hours in, and probably about a week. So I, w- I was kind of playing it a lot. <laughs> but at the same time, everybody, I'm currently unemployed, so yes, I have that kind of free time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, like, gosh, I'd, 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 I definitely would wake up some days, and I'm like, okay, I'm ready to play Final Fantasy. Let's do this. <laughs> so... Um, to me, it was kind of addicting. Um, so it, it, it would definitely have a high rating for me. I don't know what, but high. And like I said, I, I think I will enjoy the game once I start getting into it more, once I start getting into the story and stuff like that and f- actually figuring out how the game plays. Uh, yeah. But right now I'm just kind of, I feel like I'm the lost child in this new world. Like it's, it does not feel like a traditional Final Fantasy to me. Uh, what you can do. Um, is there is an option, I think, called battle system or something like that. Turn on the weight battle system rather than the active one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so w- what that does essentially is that it pauses time whenever you stand still inside a battle. And so that lets you actually use Libra, like in the other Final Fantasies. <laughs> Uh, let you use Libra so you can find out what enemies are um, immune to or weak against or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So rather than because the when you start the tutorial, it's like okay, use basically all your different weapons on this on this guy to figure out what he doesn't like. So it's like um no, how about you know we use some kind of spell like Libra and figure out what they are. <laughs> um, and there's even a tree inside the talent system that helps you improve the weight mode. Huh. Like it, it lets you scan Libra faster and all kinds of stuff like that. And, uh, but it won't do you any good if you put any points in there, if you don't turn the weight mode on. Yeah. So 
and it also gets annoying. So you, you kind of have to balance between active and wait mode. But uh, for the most part, I use wait mode. So I'm going to tell you, if I do really get into the game, and it's it's been hard for me to get into games lately, but if I do get into this game, you're going to see a completed tree on all of them. <laughs> that, you're going to be putting in a lot of time is all I can say. That, that's how you know. I mean, the last time I did something like that was when me and my friend, we played Final Fantasy X. We would pass the controller back and forth. He would stay up late. I would stay up late. And we completed that entire sphere grid. Every single node in the sphere grid was f- filled out for everybody. It was massive. It was amazing. It's definitely a fun game, though. I, I mean, I would actually feel no shame filling out all those trees. <laughs> so, but if you're going to do that, go ahead and put in all those AP things to unlock more AP. <laughs> now, you know, I don't want to dwell on games too much, but on the, the, the game that came out before Final Fantasy 15 that feels more like Final Fantasy was World of Final Fantasy. Have you played that or did you pick that up? I haven't played it yet. I know you bought it on Black Friday, right? Yeah, I picked up the PS4 version. Um, what's really cool is I have the Vita version and the PS4 version. I can play the Vita version wherever I go, blah, 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 blah. I save it, and then I can go sit down on my PS4 and pick right off where I left off. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's, wow. it's, I love I love that feature in the game. And hmm. remember how I was saying that the Vita version did not have any voice acting? They just kind of moved their lips and you saw text? The yeah. PS4 version does have voices. Has voice acting? <laughs> After listening wow. to their voice acting, I was like, yeah, I could probably just deal with the, the moving of the lips and reading the subtitles because the voices are annoying. Oh, man. But what's cool about that game is it does play like a traditional Final Fantasy. It has the menu and stuff during battles and all that. So, you know, I feel at home playing that. But it also plays through, from what I could tell so far, because I've only made it to the first, I guess it's chapter three or whatever. It's Corneria, uh, Corneria, uh, Cornelia, the the... the, the the kingdom from the first Final Fantasy game. Okay. I'm there. And there's references to Garland and stuff. So I was like, Oh, am I getting ready to play through the different <laughs> Final Fantasies? I was like, this is freaking cool. So I think this game's going to be kind of fun to play. It's, it's a little kitty, but it's, I don't know. I think it's going to be fun. So I'm kind of excited. That's kind of cool. To, that kind of reminds me, of, <laughs> I, I, you just said you didn't want to, Hang up on games. That kind of reminds me of Evo Land. Have you ever played that? Evo Land. Yeah, that. I have not played that. No. Um, it, it's a little bit different concept. Where Evo Land, you start off in like a eight bit world, and the game oh, advances. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> like graphically, as you beat bosses and stuff, and so I'm assuming that world of Final Fantasy would be more like would be advancing through the Final Fantasy games, not yes. graphically, but yeah. I freaking wrote an article about that on the website. What the hell am I talking about? (laughs) (laughs) They came out with the second one. I never played it, though. Oh, I didn't know they came out with the second one. Yeah. I have the first one on Steam. Nice. I I can't believe I forgot about that game. Yeah, Evil Land. I know what you're talking about. (laughs) Hey, let's rewind that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, definitely. If if you're willing to to pick it up, I mean, right now they jacked the price back up to 60 bucks. But if you would have picked it up on Black Friday, you could have got it for 30 (laughs) Um, but yeah it's 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 a pretty pretty decent game i mean it it's reminds me more of a traditional final fantasy and i'm really thinking they did that to say hey guys we didn't forget about you purists out there (laughs) yeah i mean i think uh at the end of the day there are still a lot of people who want to play final fantasy like final fantasy the, the one that everybody well, that most people, you know, remember. Mm-hmm. So. 
swinging back over to trailers. I, I, trailers. I completely forgot about this one. Have you seen the Guardians of the Galaxy 2 trailer? Yes, I have. And <laughs> you and I both went and saw Guardians 1 together. Yes, we got my favorite one. We my favorite Marvel movie. We have to go yeah. see this one. Yeah. Groot. Hopefully we won't be moved into a smaller theater with a second. <laughs> <laughs> where, the, where the blue screen of death comes up on the projector. That was awesome. And we had to share the same tiny theater with people who were already in line for that show. <laughs> <laughs> that was so awesome. We got downgraded from our XD freaking 3D seats to a freaking 2D screen. <laughs> yeah, it was very disappointing. But Baby Groot. Definitely Baby think Groot. he's going to be the star of the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, he's going to provide... I mean, just like, just like in Guardians One, you know, he was a, a high level of comedic relief. I mean, just the fact that he only says three words, <laughs> and well, I mean, minus the one scene where he said something else, I don't remember what it is. He but said, you know, we are Groot. Oh, uh, we. So you know, we added one more word to his vocabulary. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I just I can't. Uh, so seeing that one scene where they're looking at the bomb and he's like, okay, don't press this button. I am Groot. I am Groot. I am Groot. No! <laughs> or the part where he's running away with the bomb. I am Groot. <laughs> he's like, that this is It's the whole Dave Batista thing. Hearing him laugh, oh my gosh, this thing. Just this beefy dude who they can't control himself. She just told your deepest, darkest secret. You must feel like an idiot. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> He's like, do me, do me. <laughs> yeah, I'm, and so I'm going to go ahead and say it because I'm pretty sure nobody else has said it since I've been gone. I'm pretty sure that movie has a perfect balance of actuality. Action and hilarity. It probably does. And I can probably safely state that between Spider-Man and Guardians of the Galaxy, which both come out next year within months within months of each other. Yeah. I think one comes out in like July. I think Spider-Man comes out in July. And I think Guardians comes out either in August or like May. I was going to say, is it May their Marvel movie month? Well, I think Thor Ragnarok also comes out in the summer. Oh, yeah. So there's going to be like three Marvel movies that comes out like within months of each other. Uh, I've never seen a Thor movie, by the way. You have never seen a Thor movie? Not, not a one. Oh, I'm sorry. Thor is actually coming out in November. Oh. Oh. Whoa. Wait. November next year? Yeah. Like a year from now? Yes. <laughs> like 11 months from now. Like pretty much a year. <laughs> um, Guardians. If I could remember the freaking release date. May 5th, Guardians comes out. So yeah, you were right. It was May. It was Marvel Month. And then Spider-Man yeah. is in July. Yeah. July 7th. So yeah, I can safely Mark. bet that I'm probably going to have a hard time deciding between which one of those two films is going to be my favorite. Because remember, when Guardians of the Galaxy 1 came out, Winter Soldier came out right before that, and I had a hard time deciding which one of those two were my favorite. Yeah, because they were just Winter both Soldier. such good oh, movies. Good. Yeah, they were. They they were. You couldn't compare them, but they were 
amazing movies in and of themselves. So, and I think that's what's going to happen with Guardians and Spider Man. They're going to be two completely different genres set in the same universe. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so let me ask you: What do you think? Uh, how do you think um, Deadpool is going to come out? Do you think it's going to be good? I don't know. With all the talk about Ryan Reynolds getting into spats with the director, the director leaving, they have a new director now. I can't remember who the heck the director is. Yeah. Basically, the studio has given Ryan Reynolds full control over the creativity of this film, which I'm okay with because Ryan Reynolds went to bat for the character. He, He was the one that basically, you know, pushed for this character. I even think he was the one that actually leaked the damn test footage. <laughs> to get this he probably away. was. Um, you heard it here for, first, folks. Uh, <laughs> but with him having spats with like the directors and stuff, and I, I hope that, you know, this first movie was amazing. The first movie was good. The first movie was funny. But I hope we're not going to get a traditional Ryan Reynolds sequel film where it's the same movie just with a different coat of paint. I want to see yeah. something different in the film, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it, it, I feel like it's extremely hard to tell. Um, I was looking the other day though. It, there was a comparison between Deadpool and Batman versus Superman as far as budget and revenue mm-hmm. and holy crap. Yeah. I think they only spent like 75 million on Deadpool and it brought in like 700 million or some ungodly amount like that. I think they made like over 200 million in just in, in profit off the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Domestically. And, and then like Batman versus Superman was less than a hundred million with a huge budget. Yeah, I think it was almost 200 million to make that movie. It's crazy, man. Um, now, you know, some other members like Paul and I, you know, we'll get in arguments about DC versus Marvel. I do like the Marvel films. I really feel like they have a very, they have a plan with their films. Yes, he, you know, he says that the films are very similar to each other and, you know, that they, they can't get off of that. But I feel that's because the, the movies, they have a plan with what, what direction they want these movies to go. They're, they're, they're building up to something. So that's why all these movies do have some sort of similar theme. But with DC, there's some movies. The last two were kind of, I'm not going to say flops, but they were just, they were kind of letdowns in the theater. But sadly, when they released home video version, it seemed like the home video version was a lot better than the... Which I'm, ones are you referring I'm to? I'm specifically referring to right now, Batman v Superman. I haven't, saw, I haven't seen Suicide Squad yet, but I heard the Suicide Squad extended cut does make the movie a little bit more enjoyable. You said you only watched like 15 seconds of it because you were playing Final Fantasy 15. I saw the movie in theaters though too, so that's why. <laughs> um, but you know, the Batman v Superman extended cut was really good. I, and I, what I, where I'm going with this conversation is, is Wonder Woman comes out next year. I have very high hopes for Wonder Woman. I feel that Wonder Woman is going to be the first DC film that's going to pull it off and be a, a very successful film in the theater. I. I don't agree. And, and the only reason why I'm saying that, it feels like the um, the first Captain America movie. I same really setting. Enjoyed the same... first Captain America movie. <laughs> I did not. And I, I, I mean, was, was, did the first Captain America movie come out to be a success anyway? 
I, I don't know if you call it a success. I mean, it made its money. Um, I'm not going to say it, it wasn't like Iron Man standards. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, so that's what I'm saying. I, I just that um, I don't think it's going to be the the anchor that it needs to be. But I, I mean, what do I know? <laughs> I don't know. I, I just I like movies with period piece that you know that are set in period pieces, or I guess the setting is a period piece. So I'm I'm going to be kind of you know I don't know I'm going to be excited about it. Captain America the First Avenger made 176 million dollars. It's well, actually budget. It is actually the second lowest of the 14 films. Okay, we'll see. <laughs> the first lowest is Incredible Hulk at 134 wow. million. The Edward Norton one or what? The Edward Norton one, yes. Dude, come on. That Edward is, Norton, man. That was the lowest gross in Marvel film. All wow. 14 of these films so together has a combined gross income of $4.2 billion. It's Disney, man. Ant-Man is actually number three on the list as low. Uh, it's number, I should say 12. Um, $180 million. Then Thor, 181 Thor The Dark World, $206 million. Doctor Strange is number nine. <laughs> Captain America The Winter Soldier is number eight at $259 million. Iron Man 2 is at 312 million. Iron Man is at 318 million. Guardians of the Galaxy was 333 million. Captain America Civil War is 408 million. Iron Man 3 is 409 million. Iron Man 3, the one that everybody says is the weakest of the three. Avengers Age of Ultron is 459 million. And Marvel's The Avengers, 623 million. The first one? Yep. That's the highest-grossing Marvel film. Well, uh, so I think I, I think part of their or uh, uh, some of their sales kind of come um, are piggybacked off of this whole like they've made another movie and it's going to tie together to this one, so it has to be good. And I mean, like we all come in with that mentality. At least, at least I hope people know that these are on the same story, but. Um, I think that that has really sold it all. I mean, it sold me. Well, yeah. You know, I want to watch everything that has any anything with Marvel's name on it. I'm going to watch it, even if it's not. A I mean, movie. unless it's uh, unless it's made by Fox and you know, and it's it's called uh, like X Men or something. Okay, I'm going to have to eat crow now that you brought that up real fast. <laughs> I finally watched Fantastic Four. Oh yeah, yeah. You got you got to tell me what you thought about it. I actually enjoyed the movie. See, that's what I, I said. I was like, I don't know. I think you might enjoy it. I, I really kind of enjoyed the movie a lot. Um, it actually almost, almost followed the ultimate storyline of the Fantastic Four. Almost. And mm. I was like, I can actually get kind of behind this. This is actually kind of a cool concept. Um, would it work in the Marvel Universe? No, not at all. They would have to relaunch that again if, if Fox got, or if Marvel got back uh, the Fantastic Four. But if Fox wanted to build a franchise off of that, they probably could. Yeah, I think there's the the main problem. The only problem I think I actually had with that movie was the fact that the villain was created and defeated within a short amount of time. Yeah, I I, I don't like that in movies when they do that. Yeah, that's. I mean, but other than that, I think it was. I mean, it was an origin story too. So it was, it was pretty good for an origin story. You know, 
if you go to Rotten Tomatoes, it has a nine. <laughs> you know, they they also gave like Hot Tub Time Machine like a three. And I'm just saying Hot Tub Time Machine was a hilarious movie. I don't know about the second one, but the, the first one was funny. I haven't seen the second one either. But, you know, if you were to go off with the Rotten Tomatoes, basically what that is is just a bunch of jaded people out in the world that won't give a movie a chance. It's like the It's like the new Ghostbuster film. Yeah, I actually finally saw the new Ghostbuster film. I didn't go out to the theaters because I I didn't want to be around the crowds that were going to be bashing the movie. I waited for it to come out in home video, and yeah. I actually enjoyed the new Ghostbuster film. It was, mm. it felt like a Ghostbuster film to me. People are going to be like, oh, they can't do it because it's all woman cast, or they, you know, this, this, and that. It felt like a Ghostbuster film to me. It didn't have the original cast in it, but it felt like a Ghostbuster film. I enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. I think that's sort of the problem uh, as far as like what people have when, when people don't like movies, it, it, it just kind of feels like, well, they they have this huge expectation. Um, not, on, not just for it to be good because that's just one thing, but for it to be exactly the same as the way they left it in whatever form they last watched it or read it or whatever. Well, you got people now, you know, people bash the prequels of star Wars but now yeah. you've got those same people that bash the prequels who are saying that the prequels were better than The Force Awakens. Yeah, there's no, no, no way. No way, no way. <laughs> now, I'm a lover of all Star Wars. <laughs> I I just don't like... Was it the second one where nothing happened? Yeah, the second one. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay I'm, I'm going to go ahead and call it. I'm going to say it in front of the, all of internet. The second one is the worst one. Attack of the Clones. Nothing happens until the last 30 minutes. So, I mean, minus the fact that they, he discovered they're making clones. Yeah, if I had to rank and, my Star Wars movies, it'd be Episode Five: Empire Strikes Back, The Force Awakens. That would be my number two. Revenge of the Sith would be my number three. I actually like one from each trilogy. Those would be my top three movies. I actually yeah, like Revenge I, of the Sith better than I do A New Hope. New Hope would be my number four movie. I really liked Episode One, but... To be fair, I was a little kid at the time, and it was, I think when they were making those films, they were just trying to appeal to the kids. Well, they were. They always are. They so. And it worked, because you liked it. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, pod racing was so awesome. <laughs> and then they made the game, too. The game was so awesome. <laughs> so At the time of this recording, next week would be the release of Rogue One. Are you... Excited about seeing that? And maybe it'll be my next Star Wars film that I watched three times in the theaters. Yeah, I have a feeling you're probably going to see this one a lot. Oh, I got to ask you this because I saw it the other day. Do you think, and you may actually know where this is coming from, but I don't care. Do you think that the the game from Rogue One is going to become the Knights of Ren? Yes, I agree with Matt Pat. <laughs> <laughs> After watching that video, I was like, okay. Fine, just like the Matrix, I'm sold. Wasn't that a good theory? That was hands down the best theory that ever blew my mind ever. Everybody should see that film, yeah, that for those video. I have no idea what we're talking about. Matt Pat does a film series on YouTube called uh, Film Theory. He also does a show called Game Theory. But on his film theory, he has a theory about Star Wars Rogue One. How the Rogues? Spoiler alert! Just in case it actually happens, the Rogues from Rogue One actually become the Knights of Ren. And he provides some pretty decent evidence that makes me believe that they, they actually are going to become those people. Yeah, I was, I was, after I got done watching it, I was like, oh dear 
God, please. Let this be the truth. <laughs> yeah. Because you know what's going to happen. If it doesn't happen, I'm going to be like, well, this sucks. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was kind of funny though. At the end of the video, he was like, "You should, uh, you should like, uh, you should like and subscribe to this video." Since I mean, it's not like I didn't just put in a prediction into Rogue One and Star Wars Episode Eight. <laughs> He's like mind blown. <laughs> yeah, Matt Pat's awesome. Yeah, uh, I thought that would be great. Matt Pat, if you're listening, <laughs> come on our episode. We'd like to talk to you. Yeah, <laughs> I like your voice. I want to pick your brain. Apparently, Marcus is coming on to you. <laughs> well, you have any other final thoughts or anything before we close this episode up? Um, let's see. No, I don't think so. And that wraps up this episode of the Temple of Geek Talkcast. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to email info at templeofgeek.com. Also, why don't you head over to iTunes and Stitcher and rate our show? Those ratings really help us out. Until next time. I'm Daniel, that was Marcus, yes he's back, and we'll see you next time. Please follow us on Twitter at Temple of Geek. Follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Temple of Geek. And remember to visit thetempleofgeek.com, your one stop for all things geek. Goodbye. This will conclude our transmission.